Is this 90? Yeah, this yeah. is 90. Um, do you want if you want to hit on the Verlander stuff maybe really quick? Look for the football, you fucking idiot. Are you ready? Cooper couple look for the fucking football. I'm ready. That's going in the intro. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Compound Podcast, presented by Parse Rum. Our favorite rum, your favorite rum. This is episode 90 of the Compound Podcast. Dakota, say something nice about Parse. It goes great with eggnog. Have you put it in eggnog yet? No, I have no idea, but I will try that at some point. Can you please? That would be fantastic. I 100% will. I'll what alcohol put, is I'd in put, eggnog? I'd put gasoline in the eggnog and it still tastes good. What's, You're gross. What, what is the alcohol that's in eggnog? Uh, what's the alcohol in eggnog? Yeah. What? Um, Do people I, mix? Isn't isn't eggnog have alcohol in it? Yeah. Some um, eggnogs. Is there spiked eggnog? Is yeah, all you've eggnog been having, alcohol? You've been having some parse tonight, huh? Egg, eggnog's just like a drinky, and it's like a dairy drink. You can put alcohol into it, but it usually doesn't come with it. Evan Williams. There's an Spiked Evan Williams eggnog. eggnog. Is a real thing, right? Yeah, it is, but yeah. not what Dakota's drinking. He's he's. I just drink that shit straight from the tap. That's right out of the cow's tit. Into the, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what all goes in it, but whoo! It's oh brandy. You mix God, it with brandy. It dude. says online. Oh it says brandy God. is the most traditional, but you can also mix rum. Oops, parse rum, or cognac. That cognac. Well, maybe give us a review of when you make parse rum eggnog so that we can all vomit together talking about it. Uh, uh, we have a special guest this week. Anthony Rizzo is joining us on the compound. We always love talking to Anthony. He's fantastic. Tom, talk- uh, Tom had a great tweet to lead up to it. He didn't say who. I don't know if you saw. I did. And somebody had a really good a uh, at C... SWC Andy, I'm impressed. At Z Short, got a text from Ian. That was good. It was good. Good, clean, fun. It was a it was a group text, so that's the only. Yes, that's right. That's good though. It's good. It's clever. It was good, clean, fun. There was a lot of responses that thought it was Strowman, and which you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Not we're a gonna good get guess. him. We're probably get him when we get Arietta. It'll probably be like a double episode. Well, yeah. it just wasn't a very good guess about Strowman because if you're following along, Strowman just had a baby. Congrats to my new teammate, uh, Marcus, on uh, the baby. Dakota, would you like to say congrats to your new teammate? Uh, is he playing in Iowa this year? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Breaking news from Ian Happ. Marcus Strowman and Ian Happ will be in Iowa this year with good friend Dakota Meckes. Uh, uh Yeah, congrats. That's awesome. I did not see that, to be honest with you, but that's awesome. Yeah. It's exciting. He just had a kid. So we're happy for him. He's a new dad. Um, dad strength on the north side. Um, but we have Riz this week. It's going to be great. We're going to talk about his time in New York. He actually was just in Chicago. So we'll talk to him about that. He also wants to talk about uh, a new project that he's. Which I still, in. by no means, do I understand NFTs nope. or nope. Meta World. Is that what he, I just don't understand yeah, he said, any of it. 
It's called meta. meta it's called meta, meta fans. Meta fans. I still was like, I don't get it. It sounds like a rich person thing. I'm not rich. I don't know. Dakota, me and you will be watching from the outside. It's a, he's like, yeah, you two get involved. I'm like, uh, are you getting me in there? Like, if you get me in there, he's man, saying, sure. Said he's getting you in there. But yeah, it, it was a very interesting conversation. Anything uh, happen in the uh, baseball world? <laughs> Tom's losing his fucking marbles over there. Anything <laughs> that's happened in the baseball world that we might want to talk about? A Verlander Somehow signed Verlander signed. Lockout. It's illegal, but he signed. I, I don't well, know the crazy how that's possible. Thing is, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't understand well, how it happened. I don't understand how Verlander signed in the middle of the lockout. But there's just look, there's no rules. They're all made up. The teams are telling all, everyone that works for the teams not to talk to players. There's no law, and they're saying it's a law. There's no law saying that they can't talk to players. But if you, you know, if you actually need something from, or like if you have a friend and it's their birthday, Danny Mueller, my good friend, Danny Mueller, it's his birthday coming up. He's going to turn 30. I'm going to text him happy birthday. He's not going to be able to text me back. Honestly, part of me feels like I shouldn't even text him because maybe that he'll be like, feel bad. Like if I text, maybe he'll feel so bad that he can't uh, text me back. But, you know, it's his 30th birthday. I want to say happy birthday. Just being Thanks. a good person. Hey, for person. in case you're wondering, us non-40 guys, which is pointed out every time this is brought up, I still am in contact with people on the Cubs. So, Oh, maybe you can text the happy birthday for uh, me. That would be, you, you can middleman I, I, for us, and then the, the league will try to fight you, or maybe like the team will fight you. RV the GOAT still texts me every week. So, Oops. Anything else that you guys want to talk about baseball-wise? Uh, I got nothing because nothing's going on. It's still got, locked out. How are you guys out. doing? How are you, how can, your workouts? Confirm. I got my wisdom teeth out. You guys know this it was a week of not working out because I was, you know, in pain. So I got back to the gym today. Felt really good. Nice. I lo- also, I was eating straight soup, so I lost like light as a feather right now. I lost way too much weight. Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy how much. Oh, quick to your light as a feather thing. So weird brag. Family's going on a cruise in two weeks, but there's this one excursion where it's like a horse riding one and you have to be under 250 to ride a horse. <laughs> Guess what I weighed in at this morning? Zach knows the answer. I sent him a picture. 249.6. Damn, I was going to say. Maybe I can ride the horse. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Better put that fucking egg have a down. real light dinner the night before. That's all I know. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, what an excursion yeah. that's going to be. Nice, nice humble brag by the Mecca's family. Oops. Sorry what else is new? It. Sorry about it. So that's also, we only got one more episode before Christmas next week, and then we won't have one the week after that unless just you two do it because I will be gone from the 26th to the 2nd. That's a nice uh So nice we could only have one more you. before the new year. Yeah, probably just one more, and then we'll – uh Take Christmas oh. to New Year's off. Yeah, probably take a couple weeks. There. A vacation for us, you know. We're busy yeah. guys. We yeah, deserve. seriously, this is this is fucking because because I mean, Tom Tom does nothing but nothing. Dude. Other than that, like we I work stay up till fucking f- I stay up till five in the morning, and he posted. Oh, by says, five, like, I actually 12, mean twelve thirty. Yeah, like twelve thirty. Tom, grow up. Imagine, can you imagine if we were like, hey, Tom, we're gonna record in the twenty sixth. Get your ass into the office. <laughs> no, Christmas Eve, we're recording. Like, I, yeah. I don't want any days off here. 
Yeah. Can I tell you, I'm going on vacation the week after Christmas and I planned, I thought we were going to record. So I was planning on bringing my laptop and everything. So I was ready to go. Hey, Tom, I'm not, I'm not opposed if we don't want to record, but like, I I thought we were going to, I will Um, not, you know what that gets you, Tom, that gets you a Merry Christmas text from Ian. I think I'll be in the middle of the ocean. So I will not be on that episode. Let's go to the Rizzo interview. This interview is presented by dugout mugs. Hashtag dugout mugs. Are you doing any hashtag dugout mugs these days? Dugout mugs, code John Boy, dugoutmugs.com to get 30% off site wide. We know about dugout mugs. It's the bat and they cut the barrel off of, and it looks like a bat, but it's really a mug. And you can drink out of it. And they also have a metal Zach, mug. He loves it. I right? will, Zach? no, I will um, be, I'm going home Wednesday and I will be grabbing it. I already told my mom to put it in my room. We'll believe you know it when we have... see it. We'll believe it when we see it on next week's episode. I still can't get over this stat that they have on this ad read that says they have 18,000 five-star reviews. 18,000? Wow. Really? Where's we ours? Get... Where's ours? Get... Do we even have 18? <laughs> I'm looking right now. I believe we have like 1,800 last time I checked, but we told Oops. people, we told people to oh. do it more. So I don't We're know if that's sick. We got we 1800. We're fucking cool. People like us. Let's go. We got right now we're at 4.9 and we have 1.4k reviews. We need more. We need to catch dugout mugs at 18,500. Uh we did get a bunch of reviews recently though. I'm counting. I it's a, it's a, I'm not good at math, but it's been I would say over 10. But that's still, you know what? There's a lot of people listening to these and that's uh, there's more people that could do it still. We need people to get right. their Twitter fingers going. We need people to warm up your fingers. Maybe remember, Dakota, what we used to say, like. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Break your fingers. Yep, break, break your, your thumbs, thumbs. Shatter them in half. This Ian will, Ian will pay for surgery. Uh, this review says a podcast as good as dugout mugs. So there you go. Someone already did it for oh. us. That is what we like to call two birds in one stone. Hashtag dugout mugs. John Boy, code John Boy, dugoutmugs.com. Go get your dugout mug. It's a wonderful Christmas gift. I don't know if they're still shipping in time for Christmas, but I would venture to say that they are. I would venture to say it's not in there. Okay, so go to guess, but it could be true. Don't take my word for it. (laughs) Maybe look around the website and make sure it says they are, but they could be. Listen, it's great in January, too. You don't have to have it for Christmas. It's great in January. A New Year's gift, your first gift of 2022. You I know what's that. kind of a hot move, I think, is to if you're sending someone a Christmas gift, be a little late because yep. then you extend their holiday. They get to open sometime on the 28th, 29th. That is a fact. You didn't expect. Maybe that's just that's the nicest thing to do with a dugout mug. Let's get to this interview. Anthony Rizzo, presented by Dugout Mugs. Special surprise guest on this week of the Compound Podcast, Tony Riz. This was a little bit of a late edition, Riz. Yeah, I mean, you asked me earlier in the offseason, and I've blown you off a lot. But I, this is my third appearance on the compound now, and I feel strong. I think that makes you the most active guest. Would we have Dom twice, I think? Or three Dom times? twice. Well, you called me once, and you ambushed me on the compound. It's one of my favorite things one. to do here on the compound podcast, yeah. a little ambush piece. Yeah, to see if I would answer, and I passed, which is very rare. <laughs> It is kind of messed up. So you just got back from a trip to Chicago. I did. I did. I, uh, bittersweet trip. Had to, uh, go and pack up my apartment, officially moved out 
uh, which was tough leaving uh, where we lived for seven years. Seven um, years. Yeah. Emily was there with me for six. So it was, it was, I had to pack up all week, which was not fun, um, but got to see all my old friends that I've met in the city over the years and got to have a great weekend with them. So tough not seeing uh, our boys, Danny or VJ or a couple of our old friends from the Cubs, but uh, see them, I guess, when we're legally allowed to talk again. Was any tears packing up? Any waterworks? Uh, I, I think, you know, tried to hold it together, but as we're about to just walk out of our apartment and uh, it's all empty and it's just, we have a nice view there. It was a, uh, it took a moment to just soak it all in and enjoy uh, the memories. You know, it was all, all happy tears, if any. Any, uh, any of your gold gloves or silver sluggers still there? I remember one of the first times that I went to your place, uh, this must have been 17 and got the invite. I think it was me and my brother came over and you had like on your mantle, it was like silver slugger, silver slugger, silver slugger. It's like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> no, they're all here now. They're, they've been here that year. Um, I just kept them in the apartment and then brought them back down. And then I usually would just ship them down. But that was, that was just fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're definitely on display here. What else did you do while you're in Chicago? You, a couple dinners, see everybody. I got yelled at by Barstool Carl. Watch the, watch the Packer game yesterday. Packer. Watch the Packer game, watch football all day yesterday. Went to Uproar to watch that. Um, man, where did we go? Thursday, we went to Bavette's. Friday, we went to Chicago Cut. Saturday, we saw... Is that with Chelly? Chelly. Yeah, saw Brandy a picture Cutter. of that. Yeah. You're so famous. There's, I just know what you did through pictures. That's funny because I, I saw that too. That he was there. Did Nico go too? Nico. Sick. Yep. yep. And then went to Sebastian Maniscalco at the United Center, and he killed it. Went to Tao for dinner Saturday night. Had a full wow. weekend. Great. Great little <laughs> vacation. Did you get to meet Sebastian? I didn't. I didn't. Um, the Sunday show, I know he he did a meet and greet with a few people, but we were uh, we were watching football all day. I almost honestly, I really wanted to go back and see him again. That's how good he was. A couple of nice Italian guys. You guys would have had a nice conversation. Oh, it was great. It was great. He's a uh, he does it well. Ian uh, Ian showed us him when we were in the compound last year. Remember yeah. that Dakota? Yeah, Ian's the one that introduced us to him. Did you guys find him funny then? Yeah, there was yeah. one. It was a very, was one very... guy you sure it was him. He had one that. Yeah, was... I lost it. I still laugh about that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring it up. I wanted. I mean, it's a little X-rated. Yeah, um, but hilarious. About. It was hysterical. Hysterical. But yeah, he he's good. Imagine just standing. He's standing on a circular, raised up stage podium in front of twenty five thousand people, just going nonstop talking about things that everyone in the stands crowd finds funny. I think the hardest part, no one's talking back to him either. Like it's just all like you're basically talking to yourself. Just having yeah. a conversation with yourself, making people yeah. laugh somehow. Yeah. Flirting the line of like, did I go too far? Yeah. But I didn't go too far. Yeah. And especially now for comedians, it's like, ooh. It's I just so don't risk it. I don't know how I would react myself if I land or if I thought I landed a joke and there was nothing there. Like no I one laughs. Put all this time into it. 
I would melt. I would melt. Like I would melt. I guess that's how you, uh, you know, if you're doing well, that's how they interact with you. If they laugh, it's good. If not, you stink. Think about how confident you have to be in every one of your jokes that they're going to hit. Because if one doesn't hit in front of yeah, 20,000 no. people. You, you know, there's a reason why he's standing in front of 25,000 people at the United Center, sold out back-to-back shows. Yeah, he, he doesn't miss. Yeah, maybe the guys over at, like, the local comedy clubs will miss, you know, on, like, open mic night on a Tuesday. But he's not missing. The big boys don't really miss. That's a great point. Did you uh, – oh, little water bottle over here. Sounds like a gong. Uh, let's get into your time in New York. Everybody wants to know about Anthony Rizzo's New York experience. We, yeah. A lot of the boys from John Boy are obviously huge Yankee fans. And hilarious when you first went over there. Their bit about all the like Italian uncles loving you and how like everybody in New York just embraced Anthony fucking Rizzo. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was, it was great. You go from playing at Wrigley Field in the Cubs, and then to New York, New York, you know, Yankee Stadium. It's like, what more can you ask for? Getting traded from one big market to another. Um, but the time in New York was great. I mean, we loved it. We lived on the Upper West Side, right near the park. Took Kevin to the park pretty much every day in the morning. A nice stroll through Central Park. Um, Got to basically live in the city for two, three months uh, and enjoy New York City for those two or three months. And then playing baseball for the Yankees, it was like, man, you're playing for the New York Yankees. It's, it, it, was, it was a good time. We really enjoyed it. Time out. Do you smoke traffic on the way to a day game? You have to. The Well, day games there are usually just on the weekends, Saturday, oh, Sunday. That's right. That's um, right. So it's usually not too bad, but. Once I got my car there, I can't, I can't, once I got my car there, the whole city slowed down for me. You get in these, you get in these cabs and these Ubers, they're just like, I don't understand full throttle to a red light, which is 20 <laughs> feet away. And then they slam on the brakes. And it's a doggy dog world out there on those streets. The thing though in the city is if you just time up the lights the proper way, you do 15, 20, you hit every light nice and smooth. You just keep going. You don't have to brake. You know, the light's going to turn green, a lot of trust in the lights. But everyone there just flies and then stops. So once I got my car and I was able to drive it at my own pace, I was really able to like slow the city down and enjoy driving there. One of the most pro Anthony Rizzo moves uh, is whenever we would go to New York and play the Mets, Riz would not take the bus because Never. he would get bus sick, car sick in the bus. And so he would always rent a car to drive to the park so that he didn't get stuck in traffic. Super pro. Yeah. I, but this, I mean, this year when we were there with the Cubs, you and me drove every day <laughs> and we get, we go in the wrong because at city field now, the, the different protocols of COVID <laughs> we pull in the lady goes, where's your credentials. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Haber just start dying laughing, dying. The, the accents I'm, there are tremendous. Oh, uh. I still, I'm still wondering where my credential is. The credential. Do you have a credential? That was tremendous. Oh, your ball players. Okay. <laughs> Riz, did be honest? Did right field sneak up on you at all? You looking up in the box and you see the right field bleachers just staring at you, or what? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's nice for for that aspect of it. I, I 
think I've pulled a thousand balls foul. You know, so if, if a few of those straightened out a little more, that would have been nice. But yeah, the, the thing with right field there is usually as a lefty, when you hit one to right, you usually clip it when you pull pull the ball in the air. Um, so I didn't get any of those like humpback liner homers there. I'm sure playing there more would be, you know, you'll get those those uh those front row ones, but it was great. That that whole stadium, the atmosphere there, the Red Sox Yankee rivalry is real. Um, getting to play the Cardinals for a lot of years, that was a great rivalry. But stepping in there, we had the wild card game there. We played at Fenway the end of the season on a three game series. That was huge for all ends, and uh, that that was a lot of fun. That that rivalry, the fan interaction there is. I mean, what a treat to go from huge market to huge market when you get traded. Yeah, I know, right? I, I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like getting traded. Obviously, it's not what I wanted, but um, how lucky I was to get traded to a team that I always grew up loving um, them and the Marlins. So it was really cool to just go and play and put that uniform on. We put that uniform on for the first time. It's it's definitely special, and you hear. Um, throughout my career, guys coming over from different teams and just putting, you know, the cut. There's there's a few leagues. Dale Swain, manager, uh, in 2012-13. So when you put this jersey on the Cubs jersey, it's different. And he goes, there's only a few jerseys around this league that when you put them on, it's different. And the Yankees are definitely one of them, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. It's just a different jersey to put on. You, may, you, miss, you miss the Tigers. Yeah. Come on, miss tigers. the Tigers. Yeah. I did. Hobby, Hobby now is following you, Shorty. What's going on there? I know. We, uh, yeah, I did my, I did my fair job of recruiting. You know, I uh, pulled some strings. You know, I was, was talking to all the, all the boys back in Chicago, getting in his ear. Um, so you know, I, yeah, I appreciate. And I reached out both to you guys. You wanted them there, um, and we got them. We got our guy. You're, you're a company guy, Shorty. Company yeah, yeah. guy through and through. You know, for the, for the better of the org. That's what I am. That's amazing. Are they shifting Javi to second for you, Zach? Yeah, exactly. I said, Javi, you know, I have an extra second baseman's glove. I know we use a different one for short, but I'll bring it if you want, um, if that makes it any easier on you. Uh, I know you just had – I know you had some gold put on your one from last year. Um, we could probably get that stitching moved over as well. But, I mean, I think it'll be pretty seamless. Will he remember you, like, when you walk in spring – um, I think if he hears my name, I don't think by face. That's what I'm saying. Like, is he going to walk up and be like, oh, Shorty, what's up? Like, I don't I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't think, I think so. Yeah, I think Javi's, Javi's smart with all that stuff. He's, he's, he's a lot sharper, I think, than you guys think. He, he, plays it, he'll, he plays it smooth, but he is. He's sharp. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best. I am excited to watch his, his BP. That is one of the bigger treats that I've, I've witnessed in my time, I told yeah. them. I, I told them. I think last week that when we were there last year, he was going for the cards in center. For the car, yeah, because the wind was just screaming out the center. But then was that in twenty twenty? Was it or oh, what year were we just there? And I hit a, I hit the longest out in the big leagues till this day. That, that four hundred fifty five feet to dead center. I think uh, that was this year. Was it this year? I'm pretty sure. No, 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 no. I think think it was last year. Yeah. It would have put us ahead to win or something. And I think it was Jacoby Jones or Mikey Matuk that just jumped up and caught it at the wall. And I was like, I I hadn't, 
I had nothing more. I hit as far as I could. <laughs> Mi- uh, Miggy what had are they moving them into, Zach? How far are they moving I, in center? I don't know. We heard rumors like 390 or 400, but it depends on what they – we don't even know if it's true. Um, so I'm not sure, but the, I guess there were some issue, not issues, but they were talking about in right center, they have that like electronic scoreboard and they don't know if they were going to cut that across or if they were going to extend it. I don't know. Um, but I mean, it's daunting. You look up there and center field to see a big 420 sign on it. Miggy hit yeah. one, I think 421 or 422 for an out this year. It's like, yeah, what are we doing? Hey, hey, nice, nice swing kid. You're up yeah. Go get him. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with him? Why can't he hit? Stay right there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know too much about that, everybody. I bet uh, I bet Javi was – if they're recruiting Javi, they better be moving the fences in. Because if I'm Javi, I'm going, better move those fucking things in. Going to play in the cold? Oh, Bring 100%. Them no, well, and then now next year when you're in the, in the box and it's cold in April and it's 20 degrees – I wonder if this is a dead ball or a juice ball. I wonder which what's, what's the lead, what's the lead come at us today with? Are we going, uh, you know, the the Iowa game where the balls were flying out that they were golf balls? Or are we going to go Wrigley Field in April with the wind blowing in? I guess it's Could the incentive to get on a uh, on the ESPN game. No. That's, yeah, yeah. The big, the big, the big games. You're, you know, you're getting the juice balls. <laughs> Could you feel the difference throughout the year? A hundred percent. Yeah. I was able we, to take some balls this year and like feel on them and be like, man, this one seems harder. And then you take some of them and you're like, just feel how soft this is compared to what they were. Crazy. Definitely, definitely early in the year when we all knew that they were dead early and you could feel it. Cause remember we had them in the dugout and we're like pressing on them and you could like feel how soft they were. And then we got like halfway through the year and Jay Hay started to say, those new new balls, those new new balls they're putting out there and play, and they started flying in the middle of the year, and you're like, "What's going on?" Yeah, I, I I hit a few this year that I you know I stood up on a little bit, and I'm not one to really stand up on balls unless I I feel like I got it, and you now caught at the wall. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Do you remember you remember Arizona? That was one where I felt like we were playing with dead balls. Yeah, that was that was a weird series. We were in well, there. Humidor too now. Yeah, it felt like they had humidor on top of dead balls, and it was like Arizona didn't have a lot of primetime games. It felt like they probably always playing with the dead balls. They were just shipping them (laughs) all the dead balls they had left. Yeah, but I mean, if you're playing in Arizona, you're getting a golf ball anyway with that air. No, no, that's about. And then the turf now too slowed up the field there. It used to be like amazing. You know, you hit a grounder that's not at the shortstop. You're thinking triple out of the box because that ball that ball can run to the gap. But this year, and I remember talking to Hinsky, Eric Hinsky, who was over there. I was like, yeah, dude, it's crazy here now. It's totally different. Well, we talked to Sousa about it when we had Sousa in 20. And he said that he, you know, he's coming from Tampa on a really good year, went and signed over there. I think it was 18. Uh, signed like a two-year deal with them. Was so pumped about hitting in Arizona. And that's when they put the humidor in. Mm-hmm. And so they put the humidor in and 18 was a dead ball year as it was. So he was like, dude, I'm going out there and hitting the ball as hard as I can. We're in puff balls. Can't get going. Cause he said it took Goldie a long time too, to like 
adjust and that he was he was really frustrated that year with just the how dead everything was uh, after the humidor because like they don't know they're just guessing they don't know like what the right amount of humidity is to put into these balls yeah you know, they just set the humidor whatever the fuck and then run it out there like they're not adjust are they adjusting it year to year to try to get it right probably not yeah. they're probably just like fuck it it's a humidor we're good the way to do it honestly is that as the home team or whoever's doing the balls it's usually the home team i think just have the dude sit there and like feel the ball Ooh, we're hitting this one hard go bring this one out <laughs> oh these are soft put the soft ones out yeah those are the pitcher yeah it was amazing to see that story come out and the timing of that story right before the lockout. Yeah, I, I was, you know, but when it came out, it was like, I thought that and like internally, I know we've spoke about it before, but then when it came out, I was like, okay, at least I'm not crazy. Yeah. See, I'm, I must be so naive because when that came out, I was like, there's no fucking way that this happened. And then like it gained some traction and I was just like, that's not good. <laughs> that's really not good. I think all the guys that have played – you know, I sense I know Riz, the balls are a little bit different 15, 16, too, but definitely like since 17, you can feel the difference year to year in the balls. Like we knew 17 was hot, 18 was dead, 19 was hot, 20 was like pretty normal, maybe a little above. And then we could tell throughout the year this year just the difference as it went. Like guys knew in 19 that the balls are hot again after 18. Like you were, you saw Jay and I talked about all the time about running over to balls in the outfield and you're like running one way and the ball just goes flying over your head. Cause they never came down. I like, thought that was funny. Yeah. When you, when you could tell when the, when the balls were going a little farther is when the outfielders make bad reads, you're like, you, they usually don't make that, that type of read. You can tell real quick on that. I, I feel like it's, it's one thing if you change them year to year and keep them consistent, but like, Changing them in the middle of the year, like in and out, is just a completely different ball game. And wouldn't it be nice to actually tell the players what ball they were going to play with? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, that's just – that's why we're the players. That's why we just we're, – we're the numbers. That's why we're yeah. numbered. The, the prisoners <laughs> that run the asylum. <laughs> Tony, I got to ask you about something. The other day – this got a lot. This really blew up on Twitter. You change your profile picture to like an NFT man thing. It blew up on Twitter. You're getting crypto, a little bit of hate on NFT Twitter. Guy. You're big NFT guy now. <laughs> we got to oh. tell me about these NFTs. I saw Sogi, Sogi's into the NFTs. You got the boys into the NFTs. Yeah, I got a lot of messages, a lot of. A lot of hate too, man. People need to chill out on the freaking internet. You're an Why idiot. Why are people getting mad at NFTs? What? Why are people getting so mad about NFTs? I, right, that's what I'm saying. Like, relax. Uh, the 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 NFT, yeah, change the profile. I didn't think it would be that uh that hot of a topic, but I guess it is. But the NFT world, the whole crypto world, is pretty insane right now. It's uh, you see, you see guys. First off, when you see the number one overall pick and other guys in football start taking their contracts in crypto, um, you probably should really start looking into it a little bit because it's blowing up and it's blowing up. And NFT game, this this meta fans that I'm I'm buying or minting, uh, that's the term. Minting. It, it's legit. The whole community. It's just something based on growing, you know, sports for people that don't really have access to 
cheaper access to cheaper tickets, perks to going to games and sitting in suites instead of just regular tickets, things like that. So it's pretty, it's a pretty cool community to be part of. Explain the whole concept. So as I understand it, MetaFans is the NFT project. So Correct. when you when you buy or mint one of these things, you get a NFT. What, what are you buying? Okay, wait. I'll, I think I understand this. This You're is buying. literally this is like listening to Korean right now. Well, because that's what Ian texts us and said Riz wanted to talk about this. I go, I know nothing, so I'm actually really interested to learn because I have no clue about any of it. You okay? So you're buying a digital piece of art, okay. right? And then the number one thing on the Twitter world uh, of the people that are, uh, you know, if you, if you don't walk in a straight line, and people just will just scream at you for being out of line. We'll screenshot and be like, "Oh, now I have it too. I'm a good one." So you're basically buying this digital piece of art, and then in this community, the MetaFans community, it comes with all these utilities of perks so like for example you go to a party ran by meta meta fans you can only get in if you have the your original piece of art so that's the perks of that and to get discounted tickets to go to sporting events um you have to hold a meta fan and basically there's there's ten thousand of them that's how most of these projects are they they release ten thousand and once they sell out the demand becomes higher as the demand becomes higher, you can sell them. And if you sell for more then everyone else's goes up. So it's just like normal art. You know, you buy a piece of art for $10 and you sell it for 20, but um, that's the whole NFT world. I just saw yesterday, one of these NFTs sold for $10 million. Was I it mean, a crypto? Was it a crypto punk or was it a, I think it was, I I saw someone sent it to me and I only read it vaguely. So, um, but yeah, I think it was a crypto pump for $10 million. And you're like, my goodness. And it and it's for me, it's kind of I'm trying to go for these like the special ones on here that it's a random selection and I've yet to get one. We're gonna let, let's get you signed up, Hopper. Okay. We'll get See you minted. Hit, hit one of these random ones. So as yeah. I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, but as I understand it, you're bu- you're basically buying into a membership of this community. It's because it's basically like a country club membership like a golf membership, but it's now a NFT membership. Yes. Yes. So you have to be one of 10,000, but people can own multiple. So there's probably less than 10,000 people that are part of this, but that community. So Riz sent me the uh, discord. It's like this, the chat for the community and you like people from the community talk to each other. They share ideas. They share information. Have you you gone on the discord yet? I'm on the discord. I've been looking, I've been trying you told me about this. I've been looking into it. I'm on the discord. People that. get excited on the Discord. They talk a lot. Yeah. So it's a it's a sports community. The people that have been on the Discord for a few days, the people on the Discord talk a lot about games that are happening, about betting on games, about like what's going on. Like if people talk about sports, they're sports fans in the Discord. So you're building a community of sports fans. And I think uh, one of the perks about holding one of these is that like a suite at the Super Bowl where you can go like all of the, Meta fans holders could go and be in the suite and like enjoy the game, like stuff like that. One race in Miami, there's going to be some tickets for that available. It's really cool for a sports fan to be in sports. And if you want to dip your toes into it, um, I mean, it is, it is, it does cost money. It's like three, 400 bucks to mint one of these things and it could not go up at all. But 
I think if you're into it more of just for the community type stuff and you're not really, I mean, everyone nowadays want to, wants to 10 X their money in three days. So if just go for the long play, I told you, Happer, like put something into it. Don't worry about it and see what, see what, how it grows. But I mean, I, I like, I think it's cool to get into the world because the way it's, this world is going as far as technology, I mean, you have Facebook now called Meta, this whole metaverse thing. Lundy yesterday told me that he was created a avatar. This is way insane. Was looking to buy land in the metaverse, okay? And then stumbled upon a casino in the metaverse and started playing blackjack in the casino. I, <laughs> I have heard this concept of buying land in the metaverse. Nike actually just bought a virtual shoe company which makes no sense to me and they're you know they're selling their apparel in the metaverse so you can buy uh digital nike apparel in the metaverse i don't that i am having a tough time conceptualizing that but at the same time people go and they buy stuff they buy skins in video games they buy things in video games that you can never actually people buy art right physical art right? That pretty much no one ever sees, right? If, if your neighbor, my neighbor could have a $5 million art collection, I'll never know. You know what I mean? It's in their house. No one sees it. With these, they're digital. So obviously you can, if you want to put it out there on what you have, but it's like when, when people are like, oh, I screenshot it and I have the same thing. Yeah. You can go screenshot the Mona Lisa too and hang it in your house. You don't have the Mona Lisa. The, the OG Mona Lisa, right? You have a $10 one from Target or that you got at Home Goods. I mean, you know, like, so it, it's, it's kind of like obviously real art and, and what we've known our whole life uh, is different, but it's like when that argument comes up, I just laugh at that. Like, yeah, okay. Like I could do the same thing with any piece of artwork and, and just go print it out. Oh, I have the original. It is interesting because it's scarcity. It's, you know, there's, there's only one Mona Lisa. That's why it's so valuable. And I don't I think it would be, it's probably breathtaking to see in person, but I don't know that a lot of people would argue that the Mona Lisa is like the most beautiful thing they've ever seen in the world. It's, you know, uh, the story the, line with the background and, the yeah. artists and, you know, it's obviously comparing this to the Mona Lisa is a, a no, huge no, no. stretch, but just saying in art in general, like, a lot of these artists, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Alec Monopoly's work. He does like street art and his stuff is ridiculously priced. You know, I can go and get a knockoff one that looks exactly like the same thing, you know, but it's not the actual piece. So it's, yeah. yeah. And all of these NFTs, they have like different components that make them more rare or less rare. Um and I, it's, it's a very interesting concept. And the, and the idea of building community, I think is, is pretty cool. Like the community of Cubs fans, a community of sports fans, whatever it is, like being able to put a community together where people can, you know, relate to each other, share ideas, share tickets, share experiences. Like, I, I think that meetups, is meetups at games. I, it really is a really cool concept that I've, I've enjoyed getting to learn about this actual project the other, there's there's so many out there right now that it's insane i just know the the people behind this want this to succeed and they're not trying to just do you know a big cash grab and make money off this it's more about building the community which gets me because 
it's just it's really cool. I mean, it's it's gonna be cool to see this develop. You're getting it on the ground of this, and then you could, you know, this grows and and grows to what it could be. It'd be really cool to be you know, at the forefront of it. One of the uh, first things you see on the website when you go and look is this isn't for it's something like we're looking for long term community. I'm impressed that you did your homework like this. And oh, I yeah. love that. Locked in on this. Yeah, that's great. You're not looking for people that are just in this for a quick buck. They're looking for people that really want to be a part of the community that really want um, to the sports experience. And that's uh, speaks volumes to the project. The question is, Ian, do you want to be a part of the community? I don't know if I got the funds for that. At yeah, I don't. Moment. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't. I'm not really. Uh, I'm not heading into my second year of ARB or I'm not about to get a nice uh, free agent signing here coming yeah. up. So my background yeah. looks a little bit different than yours right now. <laughs> That's a good point. I'll send you guys over one, put it as your profile pictures, and you'll see the absolute insanity that will hit your DMs when you do it. Just for the entertainment alone, it might be worth it. I don't get why that would make people mad. Like, why do people care? Like, why would that make you mad? It's because it's the internet and the thing, the power of the fingers are stronger than anything uh, else in this world. True. Very true. I kind of just want to see the terror of the DMs. Oh, dude. Throw a post out and it's, it's, it's actually kind of cool. It's, it's, it's entertaining. It really is. But then you have, then you'll have some sneaky people that like, you know, the, the people that are, are in on it that don't say anything because if you don't know about something, naturally you're just going to bash it. Right. Like that's the way we're developed all like developed as humans. Like, Oh, I don't know about that. You're an idiot. You shouldn't do this. You're stupid. Like, okay, well let's try it. It's fun. It's like, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to send you guys a couple. Oh, thanks, thanks, Riz. Thanks. Yeah, I've, I, I've, I've, there's a couple like 18 exclusive ones that I've been trying to get. Three of them have come out, and I haven't got one. And I'm trying to like negotiate with these people on Discord, like, hey, like, let's trade, let give me something here. They won't do it, and I'm pissed. So I keep minting more, and I'm not getting it. Is it like anonymous, or like, do they know it's Anthony Rizzo they're talking to? Uh, I think. Some people do, but I I have a different name on there, and it's yeah. It's like, I just didn't I know do. if like you could persuade someone and be like, "Come on, man!" Like, it's me. You can, yeah, you can have an <laughs> alias. There's a one of the either board ape or crypto punk people on who's like very famous on Twitter. They only go by their board ape like name and number. Really, and they and that's their profile picture, and they're like. They like so nobody knows who they are, but they have like this very rare board ape that's worth you know whatever because it is like that people can kind of use that at, to be in the community anonymously, which is a cool thing. I think that's keeps you in the community, but you don't have to say much about what you actually do. The, the crypto world right now is insane. The whole just everything coming up, Bitcoin or Bitcoin years ago, and I was just same thing like everyone's doing to me. Oh, they're crazy. I don't understand it. You're, you're an idiot. Oh, I wish I bought 30 Bitcoins about eight years ago. I probably wouldn't have to hit play baseball ever again, although I love no. playing baseball. So, hey, 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 it's for the love of the game, Anthony. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand that, but... But not if you I, got hundreds of millions in your bank. Yeah, you know, what more do you really need? 
He needs another yeah. Christmas tree back there. But then I'm saying you if just he had get 30 to, Bitcoin right now, play for... he could buy the whole Christmas farm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Crazy. And you just get to play for the love of the game. Then it doesn't matter how you do. Right. You just play for the love of the game. And you never get mad ever again, right? Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> I, the business side of this game is uh, is very cut and dry. I've had a couple reasons for that. But when you do play just to win and, and have that mentality, the game, I feel like, is a lot more enjoyable when you're not always worrying about the logistics. But you have to balance both. Hey everybody, it is producer Tom. We are incredibly grateful for each one of you in the John Boy Media community as well as the Compound community. We want to make sure that your experience as an audience member is the best that it can be. So we want to give you all the opportunity to share some feedback with us through an anonymous survey that can be found in the description of this episode. But wait, there's more. As they would say in an infomercial, as a thank you, we will be giving everyone who submits the survey a 20% discount code to the John Boy Media Store. Again, that's 20% off of the John Boy Media Store, and this will take you less than five minutes to complete, so please consider helping us out. Thank you for letting us learn more about our audience and how we can make our community better than it already is. All right, now back to the show. Did you feel... You don't have to answer this if you don't want. Did you feel pressured to sign before the impending lockout? Like, how I don't know. I'm sure you noticed how a lot of guys were getting deals done within two days of the lockout. Like, I don't know how that was for you being a free agent. It's pretty exciting, actually. You get yeah. all these teams calling you and saying how much yeah. they like you instead of the team bashing you and saying why you're not good enough anymore. Uh, so it's, it's a recruiting process. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was fun getting the calls and hearing what teams had to say and why they want me and why I'm a good fit, which, I mean, but at the end of it, just the right sort of deals didn't come to fruition at the, the deadline. And now you just sit and wait and jump on podcasts, buy crypto and NFTs. And <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's like great college. Way to fill your time. <laughs> I feel like you're back in like high school right now, like getting recruited by like colleges, like come play here. Like we'll give you this to come yeah, play. For I mean, Happer, for you going through arbitration, I've never went through arbitration, thankfully. But my understanding of arbitration is you go into this room if you go to arbitration, and they just tell you why you stink. You can't do this. You can't do that. You are terrible at this. You're a bad clubhouse guy. Your outfits stink. You sell too much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> think. You sell too much coffee. You care more about golf than baseball stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, my teammates love me. I'm a good morale guy. I'm pretty good outfielder. I could hit the ball really far. Um, are we on the same page? You guys want me to play for you still? That, it, it's, it's a crazy process for that reason. There's a lot of things about arbitration and being able to go to arbitration that are great. You get to fight for yourself. You get to try to push the market. Like Those things are great. The actual process in itself is one hour of the team telling you how terrible you are, one hour of you arguing for how great you are and you feel awesome, and then a half an hour of the team telling you how bad you are and half an hour of you telling how good you are. And so like you go, you have like these emotional highs and lows the whole time. But I think that when you play for the same team for a long time and you come up through an organization with them, like it does... You, the negatives start to get highlighted more than the positives because you're always trying to get better, but you're always looking at your weaknesses or you're always trying to 
you know, why are you not playing in this situation? Why are, you know, what are you failing at? Why you're not handling the high heater? You're not, you can't do this. You can't do that. And then before you know it, you start to feel like, man, is this even like, do these guys even want me? Do they even believe that I can succeed? Uh, and the arbitration process really exacerbates that. But like that you have to be your, what? Just to enlighten people who listen to this and watch this, that goes on for every player. Like that's it. At pretty much yes. every player. but that's what business is their job is to try to pay you the least amount of money through the process right to save and make for their business and our job for our business is to make the most amount of money so it, it happens it, it happens everywhere yeah. and it's not it's not specific to my situation i think a lot of guys can relate to it but as a player like you have to the like once you get into the middle of even the beginning of your career, like you have to have to be your biggest cheerleader and like have like so much confidence in yourself because the game beats you down and then like when you're at the highest level like and I, I just think that the trying to work on your weaknesses and like having your weaknesses pointed out constantly can just be heavy yeah that's but that's why in this game everyone before you and you're to the point now to Happer, where you have really good insight of just business and how to go about it and be the best teammate, best person. Uh, and then all the outside stuff tends to take care of itself. That's exactly right. Playing for playing for the team and trying to win baseball games is that's the winning fixes everything. All right, Tony. Winning cures all. You win. Uh, you you are. I mean, it speaks volumes. Winning in Chicago in 16 is tremendous, but once you do it, nothing's good enough until you win again. And that's that's the bar you want to be at, though, as a big leader, yep. right? Like, there's a lot of teams that were just happy to make the playoffs this year, you know? You know? Um, and then there's the teams that are expecting to win the World Series. So it's a big difference between just making the playoffs and being happy with a first or second round exit and then losing – at all during the playoffs. You know what's something that I realized this year after you left going through the last two months? The Cubbies are now in a situation. It always felt – we were one of those teams, right, that if you didn't win the World Series, it was not a good season. And even the year that we just missed the playoffs, you know, we were out of the last couple weeks, even the next year it was still win the World Series or it's not good enough. Reload. This year with how tough the last two months were, I think that this we're back in the place of people would be excited for a Cubs team that was headed towards the playoffs, a Cubs team fighting for a wild card, fighting for a division. That would be exciting again, as opposed to, I remember, you know, us walking, I can't even remember where it was. Maybe we were playing golf and talking to somebody or we were walking, talking to somebody and it was a fan and they said, you know, what's up with the Cubbies this year? What's going on? This was a couple years ago. What's up with the Cubbies this year? What's going on? It's like, we're in first place. What are you talking about? Like that was, that was not a rare occurrence. Like that was, you know, obviously I was after the world series, but for the years that we played together, that was pretty common. Like we would be in first place or a game back and people would be like, what's going on with you guys this year? I think that's a good, as a, as a player, I think it's a good thing to be in that position because that's what you want, right? You want those expectations. You want that quote unquote pressure. Um, but I, in 16, after we won the World Series, I was in Chicago. This had to be maybe five days after, right? Still riding the high. 
didn't have it sucked. And you hear all these stories from the Cubs fans and they were all like tear jerking, right? Like you we knew how big it was going to be, but like, and this older couple was coming up to me, maybe at a sign or something. I don't, I don't remember where I was. And they're all happy and they go, and you're going to do it again next year, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, first off, you're welcome for doing it before you die, right? Like, that's what everyone always said, just one before I die. Like, that's all I ever heard is just one before I die. Um, and then secondly, that's all I ever want. That's all I ever heard was just one more. Just all we want is one. All we want is one. And then as soon as we win, we're doing it again next year, right? You got to do it again next year. I was like, I love that. Like, that's raising the bar to the level that no Chicago Cub fan had ever been to before is winning it again next year. It was always wait till next year. Now it's when are we when were we gonna win again? Yeah. Yep. Which is a good thing. It's a good thing to be a part of. But also on the yeah. other end, I was on a team that was excited to get to the wild uh, the playoffs in 2015. And you know, we had expectations on that team going beyond the NLCS. We just ran into the gauntlet of the Grom, Harvey, Synagard. Who else did her in that series? But that was it Matt's? I don't know. I don't really remember. But anyways, we ended up losing that. And it was like, man, like we were, we were happy to be there. And, and what we did that year was special, but we thought we really had a chance to win the World Series. But nobody expected you to do that at the start of the year. Correct. Correct. Similar boat you'll probably be in next year is you'll have to build, you know, build some momentum and start getting that belief. And once the team has belief, that's that's the most powerful thing. I mean, look at the yeah. Braves. Look at the Jock hits that monster home run in what game one. Uh, he got his pearls out. He's doing Jock's <laughs> things, and, he, and then everyone starts getting that like that Braves team developed this swagger in the playoffs that they rode it to the World Series and World Series championship, and it's just that belief. And that's what that's what I don't know. Like having guys that have been there before, even if it's just like one dude that's been there, that's won a World Series, that's been in the playoffs, like that knows. And Jock's like the perfect dude for that because he's just is always carries himself that way. But like that one dude has that confidence. You kind of look and be like, oh shit, like maybe we are that good. Maybe we are yeah. those guys. And Jock always talked that way too, which is a really cool thing about him. But that's veteran guys that have been there. Like they're undervalued. It's important. Yeah, you don't. I mean, watching Jock in the playoffs and now being friends with him and knowing him like that, if anything, his blood pressure went down in those situations because that's how he always plays. He's yep. always loose and having fun. So you get to the playoffs and it's, you know, the intensity turns up. He's keeping the same and just keep being himself. And it's, it's so fun to watch. He's a beauty. Beauty. Love him. Or is Nick. All, all these dudes. And it's, that's the beauty of playing with all these different guys, it's like you get to learn so many different like cultures of like life. Shorty, you're from what upstate New York? Yeah, Dakota. I don't, Dakota, where are you from? Michigan. Michigan man. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you are you a blue are you a blue fan of the, of the Wolverines? I went I went to Michigan State. Okay, right, they were pretty decent this year, right? We beat Michigan. No big deal. Uh, I mean, I don't wanna, I don't want to talk about it, but you know, we beat them. So, but Happer, you're from. Who knows? Who knows? I Literally. guess. No, I actually want you to guess because you it could be four different places. I still yeah. don't know what uh, the answer is. I can tell you. He grew up in Pittsburgh. He grew up in Western PA. Okay. Um, good good golf in Western PA. Then he went to school in Ohio, 
Cincinnati Bearcats. Now Beads, his mother is a university teacher at Ohio State. Am I correct? Do you wow. have a you have a brother named Chris? Dad was Keith. Dad worked at the uh, on the PGA. Did a lot of U- work in the USGA. Well, close, close. close. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Chris works in a uh, investment company. Family office, yeah. Family office. Um, I, I'm blanking on Chris's now wife. He got married a couple of weeks ago. Haley, uh, yep. Haley, and then your girlfriend, Julie, who's yep. now with you in Austin. Now you live in yep. Austin. Yep. So. That's a good teammate. That's a, that's a really that's good a, teammate. That's a great right teammate. There. That's a friend. That's, that's, that's a friend. A teammate. That's a friend. You have We're teammate, not... and then you have friends. That's, that's a good We're point. just colleagues, Tony. We're friends. That's right. true. The beauty oh. of the beauty. One of the best parts about my career is making friends that I'll have forever. Yeah, that is a cry. great point. Yes. I'm gonna cry, Tony. <laughs> this is an emotional episode of the Compound Podcast. <laughs> I was surprised he knew all that, though, because, like, where you grew up, that's a mystery because you say so many different places. We've played plenty of golf in my hometown. We've played enough golf in my hometown. Yeah. Tony's uh, Tony's been around the block in my hometown. I've I've taken a victory lap a few times there in Pittsburgh, PA with Happer. Beautiful. Hey, sneaky, beautiful city. It'll sneak up on you now. Beautiful. The suburbs, really hilly. some good looking areas. Me, what was it? You, me, Schwarbs, Danny, last 2020, end of the year, walking back there. It was like a perfect night. And we just sat on the river, having a cigar on the river, and just sat there and just talking about life. It was great. We were drinking it in. We were drinking in Pittsburgh that night. We were just the taking Allegheny. in the city. It's beautiful. Beautiful. We'll have to find a picture. Maybe you could like throw it up on one of your edits. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. That's a good idea. Hey, you should be a producer for this show. Tom, you're fired. Tony's in. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, anything else you want to say to the people before we let you go? This has been great. I got to look into these meta fans. Meta fans. Writing down meta fans, and I'm writing, you know what else I'm writing down? Only fans. Tom's fired. Tony had a great <laughs> idea. Ian, Ian, before we go, we got to talk about Sad Sundays. You guys were talking about Sad Sundays with your oh, Spotify right. rap last week. Tony, I was telling them on my Spotify. So you know the Spotify wrapped? So like my top my top artist on Spotify wrapped, like Olivia Rodrigo Rodrigo was like way up there. Three of my top five songs were Olivia Rodrigo. And I said, Well, Uh, I was miserable all I was just sad all year. I was playing sad music. Tony and I would drive next to each other on Lakeshore on the way home. And we would like send like screenshots of our dashboards or like roll down the windows as we were driving because we were listening to the same sad songs. The day game sad, like you guys know this in clubhouses, the same music every day. Not in, not in, in when I was with the Cubbies. It would be, you never knew what you were going to expect because it would, it, Jay Hay would run the music. I'd run the music. Javi would throw some tunes on. But when I got to hold that, that uh, control of those buttons on the music, it, it was anywhere from Disney music. KB, KB loved the Disney music. Before Love the Disney music. Uh, to country, to house, to rap, to old Sinatra, 
Christmas music, like you name it, we're playing it. What's that Adele that. song that was in uh, the movie with Bradley Cooper? Or oh, maybe with- no, 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 Lady Gaga. Yes. Lady Gaga, right? Yeah, you played uh, that. I swear, I think it was like my first day in Big League camp, and like all of a sudden that came on the speakers at like full volume. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I think on Post here? Post loved it, didn't he? Oh, spring spring training though. When I I, I work out early in spring. I'll be there at like six six thirty. There's nothing when you're blasting your own music, working out, especially you know in a facility that you have like that. It, it just gets your juices flowing. Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna miss that so much. No, you just carry it on. I just that's people not look at you like you're Ian, crazy, but yeah, Ian, you're in charge now. We, Ian, uh, maybe you should, maybe, Ian, maybe you should start recruiting Riz back. Well, I try. I'm trying my hardest. The uh... you got me on the compound. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's right. Halfway there. He's halfway there. Now we just need all the people tweeting at Riz about the, the NFT and re-signing, Man. of course. I'm sure you get none of those. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get some love there. Tony Tony had a, a really nice like way of starting the playlist for day games, like really sad. Like starting with like uh like Demi I would, Lovato. I would, but I would take requests too. Yes. You know, when you get it. And I would usually start it off like low and I build the to where when we're full strength, full, full go, 9 30, 10 o'clock, getting ready for a 120 game. You know, they're hearing it in the training room, they're hearing it in the, the, the food room, the locker room's music's on, but they're hearing it there. Rossi's, Rossi's office is right next door. He's shutting the blinds on us. Yeah. By the time you're walking out of there, the music was getting you going. Yeah. But then, but I would always transfer into like, upbeat it ended good, happy feel good music you yep. just start with the slow vibes yeah just gotta start which slow. is kind of funny though because everybody's dead on sunday morning day games so it's like i understand you know you have it slow to start but you got to get it going at some point like you said you know as it gets going you got to get going the cubbies have so many day games so the cubbies aren't down on sunday that is true games. that is yeah. true but sunday's you know, different though sunday's you different know crazy in new york so in new york we played Saturday day games. It was always Saturday, Sunday, one time day games. And that day after night in New York is totally different. I, I love day games, right? It was a totally di- like different, like feeling that day after night game there. For, was like, it harder? At, yeah. Everyone who always comes in, like, oh, man, I don't know how you ever play all these day games. I finally understood what they were saying because it was a lot harder for some reason. Hmm. And Probably I, because you just got so used to night games. I don't know. I, I I mean, it was only a two month sample, but yeah, I I just found that weird there. Like, it was so strange because I love day games. I, if if I if it was me, I'd play five day games a week every week. They're great. Um, I love day games. But yeah, it was so. It was that was like a. It was so. It, what was cool? What was the best part about playing for the Yankees is just being able to go to another organization that's so top first class and being yeah, able to sit food, back amenities and, and everything sit, just sit back and observe everything and like how it goes and see how it works in a different atmosphere like that yeah, yeah. same same goal but just different atmosphere it was really cool to experience that like learn so much more from people on the other side tony do you think we can expect a, a fourth compound uh appearance from you before the start of the season you are you so you're trying to get me to commit on air oh. on 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once he signs, a hundred percent. Yes, on. back on. Maybe, maybe we'll shoot that for like a spring training combine or something. If, if there's a spring training, I like that. If, if, say you sign with an Arizona team, we can do it in person. Even oh, I think that, he's signing. Sorry. I think he's signing where the team the team is in Lakeland. I heard. Detroit, I was going to say maybe. Oh, Tigers. Hey, the uh, Alex Avila, one of my neighbors here, his dad is the GM slash president. So. Good point. Maybe I'll go tamper with uh, Al. I can, I can still talk go to fishing Al. with Al. His dad. That's yeah. right. As long as there's no, uh, as long as there's no cell phone service on the boat, you can go out there with him and make a deal. You know. <laughs> so the Verlander, Verlander. I was going to say, yeah, wait, like, yeah, I was going to say Verlander. There were some loopholes they got through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that today. Right, he signed today. Yeah, they, you know, they make the rules. They just whatever they want to do. Fuck it. <laughs> We'll be ready. We'll be ready. Always are. Thanks for coming on, Tony. All right, guys. Hey, good yeah, luck. appreciate it. Good luck to you. Tony, guys. appreciate you. Have yeah. a wonderful holiday. Yeah. Hey, there better be a lot of presents under that tree. Yeah, the presents are looking here. I'll give them a nice little. No, they're not there yet. They're going to be there on Christmas Eve when Santa drops them off. Oh, well, you yeah. got Santa. Emily's got, look, this, this might be the best part of the decorations. A little bathroom. <laughs> That's bathroom. amazing. Yeah, it's like it's 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 honestly like she should be working at a retail store and just decorating the store. That's how she does our house. It's amazing. Like, and people come over like, "Oh, did you help?" And I'm like, "I did a little bit, but I can't ever take credit for it." <laughs> we appreciate that. We appreciate that you give him credit. Yeah, yeah, she deserves it. Love that. All right, fellas. Hi, Tony. Thanks, Riz. Peace right, and later. love. Welcome back. That was the Rizzo interview. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing? Because I thought you were saying welcome back. Like you were restarting the whole rethink, the beginning. And I'm like, no, no, we did the interview. <laughs> this is why we can't record before and after. And, and we're not smart enough, okay? Because I heard welcome back. And I was like, this is episode 90. Like we know you already said this, Ian. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I hope uh, you guys enjoyed the interview. Whew. Can we do that again? No, stay with. Oh, that's okay. all staying in there, hundred percent. Okay. Well, it's this is uh, the outro. This is just we're just in the outro now. Yep. Yep. Just another uh, just another wonderful interview from Anthony Rizzo. Third time on. We're going he's for a, four. He's always he's always a good conversation. He really is. He is great. He impressed. has great insights about the game, and I, I just. He's fantastic. I love when I love when he gets into like conspiracy theory and talking about <laughs> it cracks me up because he can go for a long time on the conspiracies of the game and the, and the business side of the game. Yep. I was impressed how well he knew you. We're close. Good personal friends. Nice. Just like me yeah. and Mel Tucker. He, yep. he I got yep. me a little emotional there. It was, he said some very nice things. That was good. It's good stuff right there. It's a guy um, that everybody should root for. To be fair, I knew all those answers except the occupation of your family, but I knew every other answer. So appreciate that. Kind of, kind of good friends too. Kind of, just not as strong, not as much time put in. That's all it is. He's I didn't send him years. a happy Thanksgiving text, and I sent you guys happy Thanksgiving. Well, you were guilty. You were into pressured. It you were pressured. Yeah. You didn't want to do it. You felt like you had to. Yep. It was an obligatory text. Yep. It was not obligatory. Choice. There was a lot wow. of thought that went into that text. It was a very nice we'll see. Hey, okay. we'll see. We'll see in about 12 days. We'll see. Exactly 12 days. Not about 12 days. Yep. Exactly. 
You do. You have like a countdown going. No, I just it's the thirteenth. I, mean, I also love Christmas. Christmas twenty I mean, fifth. Yeah. Maybe you should try. Hey, maybe you should try having a countdown there. Eight. Yeah, he said it. <laughs> Got him. Anything? Anything else before? Just let's just do screen time. Just jump into screen time. Also, remember this episode was brought to you by Parse Rum. I love Parse. You love Parse. We all love Parse. Get rum. some Parse. Get a dugout mug. Drink the Parse out of the dugout mug. And wear a compound t-shirt and then you'll be the best fan ever until Tom gets the posters. Then you have to go get one of those. Speaking of t-shirts, I told uh, Tom, I think that shirt's mine. I think, I think that's going to be coming to my house soon that he's wearing right now. I don't think you could fit into an adult XL Zach. So I don't, I don't know about that. Hey, Hey, that's fine. but what I'm saying is that type, type of t-shirt needs to show up on my doorstep you know what the funniest part is is tom had to say adult xl because you might be able to fit into a children's xl that's fine mr i don't want to hear from you either i have a quick question tom Tom, about uh about this holiday that is coming up uh is there going to be a gift under the tree from john boy like that white hat with the jm or that I've been wanting Zach, so badly. Zach can confirm we were having a conversation. If you showed up on time to the podcast, you oh my god! We were talking. We need addresses. I'll get. I'll get some addresses oh after. Oh my after god! Wow. RIP. I think we need a new host. Tom just murdered me. <laughs> Ours well, has moved on. Well, aren't we all hosts? We're co-hosts. He's the host. His face is the biggest. I just. I just fired Tom during that interview with anthony though so and just like that yeah, that's i got nothing left to lose at this point i was already fired 45 minutes ago like what's yep. what's left for me i'd like to just preface my uh screen time by saying oh. that i had almost three hours of google maps and an hour and a half of messages so this is trash i have an hour and a half of messages too four hours <clears throat> four hours and 58 minutes was mine Five thirty-one. And that's everybody's. So let's wrap it up. Let's wrap up the show. How are everybody doing? Well, what is everybody it? Everybody have a great week. 639. Oof. God. Oof. Tom? I was 540. Fuck. Didn't expect Sorry. to win there. Feels really good. Yeah. Ian was prefacing it and he won by over an hour. I was like, I've, anything below right. five is not bad. But and like he's an hour good. behind us. So that's a good point. Ooh. Wait, Wait, hey. Everybody have a great week. Uh, this has been a great episode of the Compound Podcast presented by Parson um, Rum with um, Anthony Rizzo. And uh, 91 next week, last uh, episode of the year for the Compound. Bye.